0: I'm reading from 1 Thessalonians 5. I think this is a really important verse. Actually, I'm going to read three verses, it's not just the one that is listed. Starting with verse 16, it says, Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Psalm 103, one of my favorite passages. It says, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, and forget none of his benefits. And he there begins to list all the blessings that people have received from God. I think there is no prayer too small for us to pray, and no thanksgiving that is too small for us to offer to God. You may this may sound a little strange, too. But sometimes, when I'm driving in a parking lot, I can't find a place to park. I'll pray, so Lord, help me find a place to park. And when God does then I thank Him for doing that. The Bible says, Every good gift comes from above. Everything good in your life has come from Him. When you pray, there are basically five things you can pray in a prayer. First of all, is recognition of God, who He is, and glory in Him. Number two, is thanksgiving and praise for all that God has done. Number three, is confession of all of our sins. Number four, dedication of ourselves, all that we are, and all that we have unto Him. And number five, is to make petitions. Now, usually, We jump right into the petitions asking God to do something for us. Especially if we have a crisis, while we're in this disrupted praying and the funeral preliminaries, we get right down to business asking God for what we want. That probably ought to be the last one the agenda. And I I believe that there are some, some key things for which we should pray in life. First of all, we should give thanks to God for healing. I to you remember that Jesus was traveling along one day. And there were ten lepers, and leprosy was a dreaded disease in that day. There was no cure, but not only that, because of the disease, they couldn't be around other people. They had a space separate. They were isolated until the disease finally killed them. So there were these ten lepers, and they said, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus said to them, Go to the priest and let him have lunch. And so they walked away, and on the way, they experienced healing. And nine of them evidently just kept walking to the priest, and only the priest could declare them no longer to have leprosy. But one of them turned and he went back to Jesus. He fell on his face. He said, Jesus said, Where are the other nine? Now, that probably describes most of us. Uh, we pray that that's right like for things, and he gives them to us, and we get to thank him. Thanksgiving, according to Paul, needs to be a vital part of everyone. We have to give thanks to him for all that he's done. Now, Jesus performed all kinds of miracles. As far as I know, he never failed in producing a miracle when somebody was sick. Paul According to the Bible, also had an unusual gift in being able to heal people. It says Acts nineteen that the hand of the Lord was upon Paul in producing miracles. God had a purpose in each one of us. You we know that sometimes today we pray, God may give us a lot of things, but sometimes He doesn't give more than we ask. In the way, at least that we ask and this an act of faith. To have hope that God has a purpose and a reason that we can't understand, that we know that God is always going to give us what is best. I think that there are times that uh, God works and we don't even know about the things that He's done. Uh, some situations that He causes us to avoid, some healing that He produces that could have been very serious and we didn't even know about them. Really, there are at least three kinds of healing that take place. One of them is a natural healer. God's constructed our bodies so that in most occasions they actually take care of themselves. If you get a scratch, it's going to heal. If you have a bruise, the older we get, the more bruises that just show up on our body, uh, you know, with God's place, those are going to heal. If you get a bacteria or you get a virus, just takes care of that. You don't need to have to see anybody else. It's a natural thing that is given by God. But yet, God is still one sure behind it. If an illness becomes bad enough to go to the doctor, we men are not apt to go to the doctor unless you know, it's really pretty serious. <coughs> but some people go to the doctor with every little thing. Hopefully the doctor was not necessary. We go there and the doctor can do some kind of procedure, he can give us advice, he can give us some kind of pill, and maybe with all that we become better. But even that is given by God. Finally, there's a straight divine healing. Sometimes God gives healing in ways that we can't explain. You've all heard of the mayor one of the two brothers, the founders, Will Hale, uh, was a doctor and he worked in the hospital for years and years, and he said, you know, there are occasions when somebody has actually died. Uh, that might be a tiny spark of light left in it, but we as doctors know after he, that everything that science can give, everything that medicine can give, that there is no hope for that individual. That person just is not going to get better." But he said, yeah, Somebody comes by, and they pray for that person. And he said, I have no explanation that for some reason, this person that should have died, doesn't die. And then he said, I can only count that as a miracle. We need to thank God every time we're We had an operation, a foreign operation we pray, that God made us well, but afterwards we need to thank God that got us through that. Secondly, we need to thank God, for hope. We were reading uh, in our Sunday school lesson this morning, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. So, the Pope is the confidence of things that have not yet come to. So, kind of hope is not something that we uh, can realize right now, says all the great people of hope, many of them died, and they never realized in this world the fulfillment of God's promise. But they had a hope in God, and they think ultimately God was going to provide hope. Hannah is one of my favorite characters of the Bible, because she would pray so desperately and so fervently. She was married to a man by the name of Elkanah who had another wife. In fact, in those days, they didn't know that it would be a good idea to have two wives, and one sometimes was more than need. and <laughs> the other, The other one had a bunch of children, and she talked to Hannah because Hannah didn't have any children. So, uh, Hannah, uh, every year, they would go to the temple, and she would go in the temple, and she would agonize with God, and she would pray that God would give her the thing she most desired that was a child she said God if you give me a child I will dedicate him to you he can be used in your service one day she was praying and mumbling. Eli, Eli chief the priest came by he said man what are you doing here you, you shouldn't be carrying on like a strong devil." and she said no sir I'm not, I'm not drunk he said but I'm agonizing with you You're like you a child Eli and She went on to have a child Samuel. She became one of the truly great men of the life. She dedicated her son to the Lord and her hope was realized. She'd been praying to God and God gave her everything that she had hoped for. It's time. Our hope is built in him. We can't depend on ourselves because we can't know that we're always going to do the best thing or the right thing. Or sometimes we don't have the power to do it. But our hope is that God will. And we realize that he's in control of the world. God has a plan for our lives. And we're going to realize that plan that God has for us. That is our hope. I was reading about a certain lady in the church. And she was crippled, so she couldn't get out very well. And so the pastor went to visit her. He started talking and she said, I just don't feel like in my condition. I could be in much talk to God. She said, I want to serve Him so badly that I can't. He said, no yes, you can. He said, You can pray for people. And he gave her a long list of people to pray for that were not believers. He said, You can pray for all those people. But she started praying pray, each one, day by day. Pretty soon, a, a spiritual awakening began to occur in that town. And many people became Christians. The lady was still very sick. She would soon passed away. But they found very close to her a And the names of all the people that she had been praying for. And the ones that she marked the little paper cross were those that had been converted to become Christians. Of the 56 names of people that she had been praying for, every one of those had a cross by. She was able to realize that God answered prayer. The hope was fulfilled and realized. And so she thanked God for for everything that he had done. And she praised God. And that's a part of us. Of our, our hope is realized sometimes in this world, sometimes in the world to come. But we are going to thank God for all the answered prayers. I hope all of us have a positive, outlook. I try to and smile. Most of the time, I think I'm pretty happy, but we are not to have confidence in ourselves. Our confidence is in God. It is a God confidence, not a self confidence. And so all of our hope, all of our expectation is in Him alone. So we are to thank God for healing, we to thank God for hope, and thirdly, we are to thank God for hurts. Matter. But you might ask, well, why in the world would we thank God when we are tried, when we are hurt, when difficult things take place? James said in chapter 1, verses 2, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you face various trials, because you know the testing of your faith. But this is close perseverance. This is the Christian way of saying what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. God allows us to experience trials in life. And every one of those prophets us, the next time we face that same trial, we can better deal with it. Now, all of us, I know it's true of me, had a lot of trials in life. So we have a lot of experience based on the times God has been with us when we couldn't explain it, and yet God saw us through the most difficult moments of our life. Thank God for that. Even the trials. You remember Daniel and the Old Testament. Daniel uh, lived in a time in which the Jews had been carried off into captivity. Nereus, the was the king at that time. And Daniel was one of the most important people in the kingdom, even though his people had been in captivity. He was one of the three most important administrators. He king was thinking about promoting him the more. And everybody else became jealous. And so they came up with a plan to get rid of Daniel. They went to the king without Daniel. And they said, all of your administrators and others believe it would be a great idea for everybody to pray to no one, no other God except you for one month.'" Well, the king was thinking about that. that think that's a pretty good idea. And so he signed it, but there was a law of the Medes and the Persians that if the king signed something, it could not be taken back, even by him. It was Daniel's practice every day to pray three times to God and to offer thanks to God. And you know what he did when he found out about this? He pray giving thanks to God. Now, you might have expected him to say, well, Lord, don't down here. I, I, I've done something that's illegal, but I have, to, I have to pray to you. I can't stop doing that. The Bible says, he continued to give thanks as was his custom. Now, naturally, the enemies found out it, because they set him up to the beginning. Telling you more than any, said, you have to eat it, but needs to be put to death. The king didn't want to do it, but then they reminded him again of what he had signed that could not be taken away. So Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, and the king put his seal on the cave. I think Daniel slept pretty well right? The king didn't. And early in the morning he came and he went to the edge, to the entrance of the cave, and he said, Daniel, did your God spare you? He said he He told the mouths of the lions. Even in the midst of his problems, he was still able to think about it. I have permission to use this as an illustration. Uh, Lynn and I go missing pretty much every week. And we had heard about Linda Marsh. She had some real troubles in recent days. She got kicked by one of the horses that she adopted, an ungrateful adoptee, no (laughs) doubt. And then, Right after that, she was on the ladder trying to put some lights up and make the place a little wider. She fell off the ladder, and at first they thought that she had dislocated her shoulder and cracked some ribs. And we heard that she was in really a lot of pain, so we went to see her. And lo and behold, she answered the door at the big gate. And we went in, and she, boy, she was cheerful. You know, she must have had this woman full of energy. And she was smiling and uh, kind of uh, trying to take care of it, being a great hostess, and she didn't complain the whole time. She just walked kind sort of slowly because her ribs were cracking, and her shoulder was not nestled big. She, uh, you know, she was she was just there with we us chatting, and before we left, she said, "I want you to see something." And so then she has two little bedrooms. and she showed us one of the bedrooms and It was actually it had a table and chairs that had invaded to a classroom. And on the board, there was a whiteboard. And what happened? She, she found out some kids, asked some adults in the area, did not know English. So she's doing ESL classes with the adults, and then also later with the children. And she showed the whiteboard. She said, oh, the kids love being in the whiteboard. She said, if you have an extra one, I'll take it, too. I appreciate appreciated was even in the midst of it, all that was going on in our life. See, we're still thanking and praising God. God is so good to each one of us. Paul says, in everything, give thanks. And then finally, we're again thanks for heaven. No matter what happens in this life, we cannot lose our salvation. Once you have salvation, you It sort of makes everything else in this world somewhat insignificant. You you may have trials, and you don't understand the trials you're going through, but because you have salvation, that is enough. And it gets you through the difficult times, and so we never completely fall apart because we know that we've got that. God is supporting us and behind us, and one day we're going to stand before death and all is us we're going to see him as he is. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, We need thanks be to God for his indescribable being given to Jesus Christ. We thank him for that. And that he was willing to die on the cross of all our sins. What an amazing thing that has done. Paul recognized he was unborned. Because before he was converted, before he met Christ on the road to Damascus, he was persecuting Christians, even putting them to death, dragging them into courts to be tried for, for forsaking the faith of the Jews. He thought that he was doing God's work, but then he realized he was not. He was persecuting Christ, Jesus said. Later on, Paul looked at the amazing Things that God had done, to call him, even though he was a great sinner, he can only attribute that to the grace of God. Just like you and me. We know that we have sinned against God, and we don't deserve anything that He has given us, but He has offered us salvation. He has offered us heaven through Himself. I have told all of you the story about Alfred. The inmate of the prison. But I want to tell you a little bit more about the story. Arthur uh, had committed a number crimes. In fact, he was convicted of six different crimes, including his last one. And by the time that he had committed his last crime, Louisiana had the three strikes in her out That is, if you were convicted three times, you would spend the rest of your life in prison. Officer said the last time that he was arrested, he was in a parish jail, county jail. He said there was bob wire on the top of the building. And he was jogging as he enjoyed jogging. But he said he was so discouraged about life. He said it actually came to his spine and he jumped over the fence and slammed on the concrete floor and end it all. He did not. He was convicted. He was sent to Angola, which at that time was considered the most bloody prison in all America. While there, Arthur found Jesus, and his life was completely transformed. He began attending uh, worship services, learning, and studying. Eventually, New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary all uh, set up uh, a a seminary within the prison. He got his bachelor's degree there, and on the day, graduated, I was actually there because I was looking for some additional inmate chaplains. So I met Arthur. Uh, I invited him to come to our prison. It happened, and immediately, himself was something different about him. He had a compassionate pastor's heart. Even then, he went and he helped out the inmates that were most desperate, that were most in need. Pastoral visitation. He would go to the cell block for those that had been locked up for doing something wrong while in prison.
1: He also had his
0: master's degree in theology. He was teaching classes the whole time that he was there. He was teaching some associate level religion classes. He was doing the great work for God. Then uh, the day of the parole hearing came, I was there and I spoke. Then he uh, asked if he had something to say. He said, I know that I've hurt a lot of people, family, and other people. And I can't undo any of those things. I'm so sorry for what I've done. But I did plan to spend the rest of my life doing this. Whether I stay in prison or live I'm I still want to serve God. The bro one, and three of them voted, one after another, and said, We believe this man is your own. Arthur kind of (laughs) yip at that point. And then afterwards, I was following him out of the room, to another room. He turned and faced the wall, the table of the and he began to weep like a baby. And it was not just that he had earned for all, but he was thanking God that God had given him a second chance. Thank you, God, that God had given him so much, which for important to him, he did, he was. Thank God for you. I will keep praying. Our gracious God, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for your grace, power, and strength. Thank you that you watch over us, take care of us. Thank you, God, that you love us, even when the world is under. We pray now that you will guide us, empower us, direct us, and forgive us. In Jesus' name.